0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coach Harrison and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day yes welcome on in to locked on Auburn your daily Auburn Tigers podcast I'm your host Zach Blackerby and I know yesterday I promoted the fact that Michael Paps would be joining us and uh, he will not be and that is my fault I told him one time and uh, my work doing some social media stuff for uh, the locked on podcast network went a little too long but man shout out to the NFL side of the network. Uh, Cody Rourke was one of the guys, you know, we had him on, on yesterday's show. Of course, he hosts locked on Broncos and, uh, Ross, Ross Jackson, who hosts locked on Saints. They did a two hour NFL schedule release show last night. And they had a lot of the local experts on, uh, covering different NFL teams. They did a great job. They did a great job. Auburn was brought up a few times in it too, which is fun, which is great. Of course with cam and, and, uh, they were talking to the Jacksonville guy, uh, Tony Wiggins and, I was kind of halfway watched because I was editing something, but they talked about somebody's time at Auburn. I don't know who that would be that they would be talking about, but yeah, so there you go. There you go. Hey, we got some big news to talk about today. Tony Fair, the the UAB defensive tackle, we've touched on him a little bit. We've kind of referred to him as (laughs) the UAB defensive tackle, which is unfair to him, but he made an announcement yesterday. He is... Committing to Auburn, and uh, I'm excited about this guy. I think it makes a whole lot of sense, and for the skeptics out there that say, hey, well, it's a UAB defensive tackle, because I heard, I was listening to the Max Roundtable uh, driving around yesterday, and a Bama guy was calling into it, and he, he talked about, you know, sarcastically, it's like, wow, Ryan Harson comes in, and, you know, they're getting guys from UAB. And very clearly being sarcastic. And I don't think that's fair. Uh, hence his last name. But no, I, I don't think that's uh, that's fair at all to Tony Fair. And this is a guy that a lot of people really wanted. I mean, guys that were calling him Indiana, which is interesting. We'll get back to that in a second. Iowa, Michigan, Old Miss, and Purdue. And uh, yeah, his top three were Old Miss and Purdue, and then of course Auburn. And he chose he chose Auburn. Sounds like he's impressed with Derek Mason and Nick Eason, which makes sense. And this is a guy that, you know, in this new era of transfers, a lot of guys are transferring to new schools and they have multiple years. Well, Tony Fair has one year of eligibility left. So he was looking and saying, okay, I've got one more shot, one more season to to be able to put together a, a tape that's ready to go into the NFL. And I think the hire of Nick Eason, who's got like a decade's worth of experience coaching defensive line in the NFL, I think that was kind of an easy decision for him. I think it makes sense. If that's his goal, and it seems like it is, he's already got a family, his fiance is moving down with him, and I believe they have a daughter as well. Uh, They're all moving down uh, to Auburn in the next week or so, and I think that is something that he's going to have to, you know, that's got to be something important to him as far as, you know, being able to take that step to the next level and provide for those folks. So I think that, uh, I think that makes a whole lot of sense. And I think it's interesting that Indiana was, his list, was part of his list of schools, but not in his top three, because that is where he's from. If he were to return closer to home, um, he would be going to Indiana. So I think it's interesting. Yeah, he spent one season at Indiana State, And then he transferred to Pima Community College, was out in Arizona, played two seasons there, and then he went to UAB. So he's kind of been a lot of different places. Some people could read into that and say it's a bad thing. I think it's just kind of the way it worked out. And then let's see it. At the junior college level, As a defensive tackle. In his two seasons, he recorded 144 tackles, 10 and a half for a loss and three sacks. So... 144 tackles as a down defensive lineman. I know it's at the Juco level, but that just tells me that his talent transcends where he was playing at. So I'm impressed with Tony Fair. I think this is a position of need. I think it's a really, really good fit. And I think this is a home run for Coach Eason and Coach Derek Mason getting him there. And I'm sure Coach Harson was involved as well. But I mean, we've talked about it a ton. We were so high on Jeremiah Wright and then he got hurt just, you know, it seems like minutes into really him kind of picking up steam. You know, he tore his ACL in spring, and then obviously Jay Hardy transferred out. So Auburn needed a defensive tackle, and Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer, we'll chat with him tomorrow, but he's really, he's really talked me into Marquise Burks, and if you, uh, if, if you subscribe to the Auburn Observer and you read the piece that he put out last week, you probably, uh, you're probably a lot higher on him as well. So I think the combination of Burks and Wooden on the inside when you rotate Lee Hunter, I'm okay with that. I don't love it, but I'm okay with it. And then when you complement them with really solid linebacker depth, and, and I feel okay about Auburn's edge positions, I th- I'm i okay with it. But when you bring in a guy like this, I, I think Tony Fair is a guy that's going to play relevant snaps because he would not be choosing this. I think that's what's big about that one season left. I'm sure, and it, you know, they can't promise guys starting positions or anything like that. I guess they could. I shouldn't say they can't, but I can't imagine they promised him that, but maybe they did. And for him to say, you know, make this decision after spring practices are over, he's got a pretty good lay of the land. And I'm sure the conversations that he had with the coaching staff, um, I'm sure they had something to do with playing time. Uh, I mean, I would all but guarantee it. So I don't know what Coach Eason and what Coach Mason said to him. It sounds like in his you know his process of selecting where his new team would be that he he just did Zoom calls. I don't even think he, he wanted to be quick. He didn't do any visits. He talked to the coaches. I'm sure he assessed things and watched tape and things like that. But all in all, he thought Auburn was the best fit for him. And I think when you look at just impact, impact this season, and that's what I love about this. This is a traditional, you know, grad school, grad transfer type hire. This isn't, or transfer. This isn't a, this isn't a move that has to do with like this, this new era of transfers where a guy may have three or four seasons left. This is your traditional grad transfer type impact. And I, I think it makes a whole lot of sense. Local guy, as far as, you know, he played at UAB, but he's from South Bend, Indiana. I think Tony Fair makes a whole lot of sense. And I think he has a chance to start. And his limited time on the, uh, or his limited tape that I've been able to see, it seems like he's got a pretty decent first step. That's kind of been my big question with some of the interior defensive linemen that we've seen at Auburn so far. I like his first step. His pad level seems okay. He seems pretty aggressive with his hands, but I look forward to uh, as more and more stuff—and by stuff, I mean video—comes out on him. I look forward to watching that a little bit more. Uh, Justin Ferguson, you know, I mentioned him just a second ago. Had a very interesting tweet regarding uh, fair, so I will talk about that in just a moment, right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Rock Auto. Com. They are the best place to buy parts for your car, truck, or SUV. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders parts on his computer, choosing from only the brands that his warehouse happens to carry, He's going to do the same thing you can do. He's going to order it and get it sent there. You can just order it from your phone and get it sent to your door. Just go to rockauto.com. They're a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Go to rockauto.com right now and write Locked on Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the years of best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kabotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer. Today that's kabotaorangedays.com. Moving on, mentioned the a tweet from Jay Ferg. And let me pull it up here. I thought I had it up. I do not. And here it is. All right, so he said new defensive tackle, Tony Fair is the definition of a super senior. So that's what we've been calling these guys that are seniors. Again, that were seniors last year because, you know, the COVID year didn't count. He was a member of the class of 2015. To give you a sense of how far back that is, this is Justin Ferguson's tweet. To give you a sense of how far back that is, here's who Auburn signed that year. And this is amazing. These are the same guys in the same signing class as Tony Fair, who plays for Auburn. Byron Cowart, On Johnson, Javon Robinson, Prince Tega, Jeff Holland, Darius Slayton, Jordan Colbert, I don't remember him, Daryl Williams, Ryan Davis, Richard McBride, Marquel Harrell, Tyler Carr, Jason Smith, Caleb Kim, Montavious Atkinson, Tim Irvin, Javaris Davis, Chandler Cox, Carlton Davis, Tyler Queen, Bailey Sharp, Jontavious Johnson, Maurice Swain Jr., Jalen Harris, and Mike Horton, Jeremiah Denson, Ian Shannon, and Robert Muschamp. First off, pretty solid class. That class did a lot of really good things for Auburn. But some of these guys, like the Byron Cowart, like, broken facts on, like, signing day, like, took forever. You know, Florida's going to sweep in the last moment. That seems like a decade ago. Like, that genuinely seems like forever ago. And then, like, you know, the fact that, I mean, all these guys are gone. Like, Jeff Holland... And Darius Slayton, but like Jeff Holland, I mean, even, even his season with, you know, where he, like, emerged as Auburn's pass rusher, you know, when he replaced Carl that year, uh, that seems like forever ago, let alone when he signed. I, I mean, that is that is crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Uh, and then Ferg followed it up with another tweet, and we'll talk about it with him more in depth tomorrow, but he said, quote, it's a pretty wild story. 2015, Richards at Indiana State, suffers a serious concussion. Doctors fear that he may not play again. 2016, was a manager at ISU. 2017, returned to football in the JUCO level. 2018, JUCO. And then in 2019 and 2020, UAB. And then 2021, free year due to COVID, and he's going to Auburn. So just a crazy, crazy story. But you talk about, and and there are some positions that kind of needed this more than others. I don't know necessarily how much the defensive line needed it. But, I mean, you talk about maturity and just a different style of approach to the game. I mean, this guy's engaged. He's got a child. And, you know, uh, as a guy that's been a dad for a year, it'll be officially a year tomorrow. Yeah, it's my baby girl's first birthday tomorrow, so that'll be exciting. But, uh, you know, your mindset changes. And I think the way you approach everything, literally everything changes. At least it did for me. and, And I bet it did for him as well. And I think you just take things more seriously. And now... Like I said, I think that one year of eligibility is huge. And normally, I'm very much a pro. uh, I'm very much a fan of when you want to have a guy that transfers and you have multiple years so he's in your system and you can develop him and get him acclimated and all that. Normally, I am. But I think when you need just an instant push in the middle of the defense, I think this makes a whole lot of sense because they brought in a dude. That man is playing for something. And I I think that is something that's really, really going to transcend just playing nose tackle for Derek Mason's defense. So I think this is a great move. I think this makes a whole lot of sense for coach, um, coach Easton, to to, to bring him in and coach Mason to, uh, to really pull this all together. So a lot of people very excited about this as I think they should be. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of leave it there. I've really, really dug that into there. But we're going to talk about him for a while. We're going to talk about him for a while. I, I think he has a chance to make a huge, huge impact. So, Auburn fans, be excited about this move. I think it makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, in our final segment, we're going to talk about some of the odds um, at betonline.ag. Before we get into that, yeah, the NFL schedule was uh, was last night, which was fun, which was exciting. And I was kind of looking for some... Exciting like Auburn versus Auburn matchups, and and I didn't really see a whole lot of them. And you know, naturally, I follow the Patriots pretty closely, and there was a little bit of talk of like, all right, when does Mac Jones start? And like, I don't think he does. I don't think he does. And like Cam Newton returning or, or playing against the Carolina Panthers uh, a few weeks into the season, like that's going to be. An absolute blast. I can't wait for that. Uh, I can't wait to see motivated Cam Newton because I think he's going to come back. And I think Auburn fans know that version of Cam. Very ready at Panthers, New England, November 7th. and So that'll be be a fun one. Everybody's talking about Brady going back to Foxborough. I think Cam Newton playing his former team, the Carolina Panthers, that's going to be a big one. That's going to be a big one for sure. Today's show brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the best place to place all of your bets uh, across pretty much everything. Sports, I mean, they even got like reality TV and and all kinds of things. So, Kev on the Locked On Auburn Discord, where did he have it? Um, He took us to Value Town last week with his UFC pick, and he has a UFC pick, this one. This is Kev underscore WDE. This is not gambling advice or financial advice, but he is saying... If you want to go to Value Town on UFC 262 this weekend, he, uh, he's he got a parlay. So he's got two bets that he feels confident in. Tony Ferguson at plus 144 and Michael Chandler at plus 110 is a worthy parlay on betonline.ag. So if you trust Kev, which he's literally 1-0, take that or leave it, uh, you can uh, choose to not sit on the sidelines anymore and get in on the action. Head over to betonline.ag, sign up today to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. L o c k e d o n. Locked On. Betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. odds to win the conference across all the conferences. We're going to talk about the SEC, of course. And Auburn's buried a little bit. I kind of expected them to be buried a little bit more just because everybody's so high on like Missouri and Ole Miss. Um, And Auburn, okay, I guess Auburn's tied with Ole Miss. But um, Alabama four to five odds, which means you can bet a lot of money and you still don't really make anything. Um, Georgia at five to two odds. I thought they would be a little higher. I'm not going to lie to you, and then there is a massive drop off. Texas A&M at 15 to two, Florida at 10 to one, LSU at 12 to one, and then Auburn and Ole Miss are tied at 18 to one. So before we move on from there, I guess almost by default, Texas A&M has to be third in the odds. I think I would take Florida third in the odds if that was me. I I just I still like I I think Texas A&M is is good and I I think I'm going to have A&M beating Auburn when I make that prediction later in the off season but I just I don't see them winning like I don't see any t- sort of path to them winning the West I just don't see it but I do see them having 9 or 10 wins this season But that's not what it is. It's not the odds to win 10 games. It's the odds to win the conference. And so I think if you're going for like a dark horse or something, it almost needs to be out of the East. And that's why I think Florida should be number three. But anyway. And then also like if you're going to win the West, you have to be able to beat Alabama. And if I'm picking a team in the West to beat Alabama, it's not A&M. It would be... I mean, it'd either be us, it'd be LSU, or it'd be Ole Miss before I think A and M did it. Maybe that's silly. Let me know. I just, I don't think the way that Jimbo Fisher and A and M do business on offense is how you beat Alabama. I just don't. I think Auburn could pull something out with you know the Harson special, where it's like you know it's a new team. Saban doesn't know Harson as well. Maybe you can pull something off there. LSU just LSU, and then Ole Miss. I mean, Lane Kiffin almost did it last year, and they're going to be a lot better this year. A lot of people say so. That's my thought process there. Then after uh, Auburn and Ole Miss at eighteen to one, Missouri is twenty eight to one, tied with Tennessee. That's twenty eight to one, and then a big drop off. Kentucky fifty to one, then Arkansas and Mississippi State are tied at sixty six to one. South Carolina two hundred to one and then poor, sweet little Vanderbilt at 50-1. to For the most part, I think a lot of this makes sense. My biggest thing is Texas A&M being the third most likely, according to Vegas, to win the SEC. And that could be Vegas saying, hey, Texas A&M people, there's a lot of them, and they want them to place bets. That that could be part of it. That could be Vegas just outplaying us all, but... I think I like Auburn's chances to win the the SEC more than LSU's. I could be a total homer here. And obviously a big part of that is Auburn goes to LSU this year. And it's early in the season. And Auburn's pro, still probably going to be trying to find themselves. But LSU probably is going to still be trying to find themselves too. Just because they, ha- they couldn't find themselves at all last season. Neither could Auburn. But I think... Uh, I like Auburn's chances to win the SEC more than LSU's. Is that silly? Let me know, guys. I'd really, I'd really like to know. Like, call me out for being a homer here if that's the case. But Auburn at eighteen to one to win the conference, and LSU at twelve to one to win the conference. I, I almost feel like Auburn should be tied with LSU, not tied with Ole Miss, as far as odds go. But yeah, please call me out, but. If Auburn can win in Baton Rouge for the first time in two decades, all of a sudden, I think these numbers shift a ton. Because then I think this team starts to believe in itself. At that point, you've also probably also beaten Penn State. And if they were able to pull off a win in Baton Rouge, and I titled a show a few weeks ago, it's like the game that I am like weirdly confident about. And it's Auburn and LSU. I don't know what it is, but I just feel really, really good about it. So, now that I read through that list multiple times out loud, I just, I think Auburn should be higher. I think Auburn should be higher. And if I'm being a homer, please let me know. Seriously, let me know. Let me know. Auburn baseball lost tonight uh, as I record this. I don't think that really matters in the grand scheme of things, but it's worth mentioning as they get ready. I mean, a huge a huge series for them coming up this weekend. Lindsey Grosby talked about it a little bit on Monday if you want to go hear that, but I think uh, I think when it comes down to it, they need to win, and they really need to sweep Texas A&M and then find a way to, to put it all together the following weekend against a pretty bad Missouri baseball team if Auburn baseball wants to participate in the SEC tournament. Because if they don't, and I'm going to talk about this with Jay Ferg tomorrow, but it's been pretty remarkable how bad Auburn teams have been this year. Football got their coach fired. Basketball, I mean, we all know how that turned out. What they finished like in double digits in the, in the conference, like that's terrible. Uh, baseball was projected to be like a super regional team and they're not even going to make the conference tournament. Softball's underperformed. Even equestrian where it's like a lock to win the natty. And they fell short. I mean, this just has not been. Oh, oh, women's basketball didn't win a didn't win a conference game. It's been a bad year. It's been a bad year all around. So we got to figure out how to get out of it. And uh, some people are more frustrated than others. Some people want to ask if Alan Green is um, is in trouble, if it's his fault, and like I don't. My gut says it's not. But also, like, whenever a company doesn't perform well, like, it's, it, it falls on the, the, the boss. So I'm going to talk about that a lot with Jay Firk tomorrow on the show. And if you guys have any thoughts, comments, concerns, hit me up on Twitter or in the Lockdown On Auburn Discord. I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Because I really don't know. I'm kind of torn. Part of me wants to say, oh, it's all individual isolated incidences, sport by sport. And then part of me says, "Well, it's the boss's. It's the boss's responsibility." So I don't know. Uh, I, I really, really am torn. Let me know. I'm on Twitter at Z Blackerby. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Auburn, and we're on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week with a Ferg Friday. Jay Ferg will join us. This has been Locked On Auburn.